Welcome to Mindset Talks Podcast. It's your girls, Cassie and Amanda, and we are here to share our mindsets, elevate yours, and have some fun while achieving better versions of ourselves. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey, hi. <laughs> so I want to be a little selfish and talk about my day before we get into this episode. Not selfish at all. Go for it. How was your day today? Well, um, my day was a good day. Good. It was a long day. Um, my feet are tired and my knees are tired. <laughs> I bet they are. I am on day seven of nine working. Ooh, almost finished. Almost. <laughs> it's not close <laughs> so enough. Close, but so far away. <laughs> I hate that So feeling. close, but so far. Um, like, I'm to the point where when I put my feet up, I feel them throbbing. Ooh, I hate that feeling sometimes. It's yeah. just not a good feeling. At all. Like, that's how I know I've been on my feet way, way, way too much. And I'm walking on concrete for at least 10 hours a day. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I have man feet. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mainly wanted to share that today was a good day because for one, I finally went and got my nails done after work. I've been oh, waiting what? to get my nails done. Look at them. <laughs> it looks so pretty. Cute. I like that color. Thank you. It's my absolute favorite color. Japanese maple. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pink with a little glitter. Anyways. Um... <laughs> So it's, I got my nails done. Things you got to do for yourself. No, it is. But, you know, I've been trying to be cute on the regular. So I'm just trying to live life a little different and <laughs> upkeep my image. <laughs> <laughs> but I went jogging today as much as my feet hurt. Oh, yeah. That's how did you even manage? Because I know when my feet are throbbing, I can't even like move for like 24 hours. So I had bought these um, like trail running shoes recently. Yeah. I don't run on trails. I run on the street. <laughs> but I figured if they're good for trails, they got to be good for the street. So um, when I got home today, I took Chewy for a walk and I just kind of made him run because I also wanted to burn his energy, yeah. knowing he's been sitting in the house all day. So he needed some type of exercise. Right. So we went jogging and of course, I was in front of the dog most of the time. <laughs> He, like, jogs behind me, poor thing. He's probably, like, she's trying to kill me. But it was good. I enjoyed myself. Um, it It's just weird how anytime I'm running and I just reach some, whatever peak I'm at in running, maybe maximum heart rate or something, I just feel so good. Like, I just feel a new life within me. Yeah. And then I was motivated. I came home and I cooked dinner. I'm getting takeout. Ooh, and but you started to cook today. I cooked today and I didn't have the meal of a toddler. <laughs> oh, kudos to you. That is like huge <laughs> adult moves. <laughs> bye bye, chicken nuggies. I had um I steamed my Brussels sprouts, as you know. I already talked to you about that. But um <laughs> are they baby cabbage? Brussels sprouts are not baby cabbages just wanted to share that <laughs> random fact of the day you always learn something new with me you sure um, do sauteed mushrooms and sausage plant-based sausage so good all of it sounds delish 
and uh, popcorn or chips for dessert <laughs> with the water on the side. <laughs> you have problems. Those are good chips, though. <laughs> no, those chips are cracked. I don't care anybody says. I love them. But, yeah, no, it just felt good. I just feel a bit refreshed. Like, I let some of that stress go. Mm. Um, I know I'll feel it in my feet tomorrow when I'm walking again at work. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> But, yeah, I just wanted to share that I had a good day. Um, It was a really unnecessarily busy day at work. So to be able to come home and get a little bit of exercise in allowed me to feel I remained productive somewhat within my day. Yeah, that's good. And it definitely touches on a topic that we had talked about a couple weeks ago, um, Mm -hmm. just about, like, mental health and making sure you do those little things like running and, you know, cooking yourself a nice meal and stuff. Just to make sure that you don't drive yourself crazy in all the madness of the world. (laughs) Right. Next is a pedicure, though. (laughs) Because my poor puppies are yelping and we ain't talking about Chewy. (laughs) I mean, I said puppy, so it's plural, but that's fine. Oh, um, yeah. We can go into topic now if you're ready. I just had to get that (laughs) off my chest. (laughs) Always ready. Um. So I know that in our very first episode release, we had kind of discussed our stories. Um, And I think it's a good idea for us to kind of go into a little more detail about some aspects of our situations. Um, Absolutely. So um, what I would like to know is how involved were you with making the funeral arrangements for your mom? Well, if I'm going to be honest, I wasn't very involved. Um, my aunt was super, super supportive. Um, I mean, she's always been super supportive of me. She mm-hmm. still is. But, you know, that was my aunt's only sister, my mom. So she made sure that, you know, things were rolling the way they were supposed to be. Because I also, as I've mentioned in our first episode, I was going through moving out of our apartment as well yeah, and moving somewhere else within a week and a half time frame. So, I can't even imagine. That just sounds stressful. <laughs> I've had to move like states in like four weeks. I can only imagine having to move <laughs> Town. like, towns and week and a half right and like have to throw out my mom's stuff and keep certain stuff and give away other things like and just trying to make sure that I don't regret anything I do with her belongings and we ended up giving a lot of her stuff um like clothing especially a way to like uh, goodwill or a church or something like that so yeah that's good we did the same thing with some of my dad's things too yeah, because you just have to, because then you're like, you're no pun intended, but you're just killing yourself in a sense of holding right. on to too many of their belongings, and what are you going to do with it? You know, yeah. you have to separate the valuable from the less valuable, so. Yeah, um, and that's hard. I think it took me and my mom, like, at least two or three years to even <laughs> really start trying to go gosh. through it. I can imagine having to do it, like, right after. Right, and the pressure. But, yeah, no, um, I I knew for certain that I had wanted my mom to get cremated. Mm-hmm. That was the main thing that, I mean, not that my aunt was making any decisions for me. You know, everything we did was together, but she was very hands-on 
with the funeral home. The funeral home was um, a well-known in the area, and it was a funeral home that we would use as well for our family members. Um, I've gone to that funeral home for other um, funerals of people I know. So um, it's kind of like a family friend, but not a family friend because I don't know, <laughs> a family friend. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. Um, I think that's something something that's, you know, kind of important, too, for people to think about is, you know, if there's a funeral home that you, you know, unfortunately had to use in the past, you know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people do kind of like tend to stick with the same funeral homes. Right. So. Especially if they do right by you, you know, oh, if they truly take care of your person, then, you know, how do you not keep business going with them? So, yeah, um, um he was he was someone that we commonly use uh, with just people we know and who we have. So I was, you know, involved in paying for the arrangements. My aunt had paid up front and then I just paid her after because there were certain things that had to be paid for mm-hmm. um, right away. And with the little money I had with such an unexpected expense, yeah. At a certain point, of course, once my mom was in her last few days, I knew what was coming up, but there was no way I was getting funeral money in, you know, that short of period of time. Right. So, um, you know, she helped me out with the expenses and, you know, I paid her back. So, you know, I, I did what I needed to do um, financially later, but just in the upfront, my aunt was just so, okay, you know, this is what we'll do for the obituary. Um, you know, she did the obituary. Um, Mm -hmm. the funeral home actually had this like special thing, I guess they do. I don't know how, how to really word it, but, um, the daughter of the funeral home owner, you know, she works with her dad in the service and had asked if it was okay if they did something special for my mom's funeral Mm -hmm. and they made this huge, um, canvas. It's like a, it's like a quilt. You know, like material, not yeah. even a quilt. It's just like a, I want to think of it like a blanket in a sense, but it's not, you know. Gotcha. But it was this huge canvas and it was my mom's face. It was the uh, picture from her obituary and mm-hmm. on the uh, program from the funeral. Mm-hmm. And it had a bowling pin and I mean, bowling pins or bowling ball. I can't think of it specifically. And it had the LA Lakers on there. Um, because she, uh, the woman from the funeral home had asked me, you know, like things about my mom and, yeah. you know, incorporated that into there. So That's it's really pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's big as hell though. I'm like, um, if it was smaller, I'd maybe like hang it somewhere in my house, but it's kind of awkward because it's like <laughs> really big and it's just like, Hey, welcome to my house. And yeah, that whole wall is <laughs> my mom's my face mom. <laughs> like because it's literally my mom's face it's not like a full body picture it's her, it's her face blown up which yeah. is awesome but <laughs> i'm just like i think i'm gonna keep it folded in a memory box because right right yeah no i remember it it was it was pretty big <laughs> yeah and i thought so many times like oh i can't wait to have my own place i can hang it up and yeah that's i thought about like the perception of others coming into my home and not that that should matter but you know, I'm an adult and there are things that I do around my home and people I invite in my home and I don't know how I feel about my mom just kind of watching me from the wall, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
you know, my level of involvement was, um, I would say minimal for going on a scale. Gotcha. So did you guys plan before your mom had actually left or is it something that was planned like afterwards? You um, I don't really remember much planning other than where I was going to live, to be honest with you. Gotcha. Uh, that I, I know when, you know, her life came to an end, I had to make arrangements with the funeral home of choice to make sure that I believe they came to pick her up from the hospital. So, um, you know, I had to, you know, do those calls. Once again, I'm not really sure if I called or my aunt called because it was all clearly a blur. Right. Yeah. Um, But I know that happened and that's about the most planning that I know. I know of like, there's planning that I did for her actual funeral service, but Gotcha. Not uh, for prior to. What about you? Got it. So we so once we kind of like understood the gravity of the situation, um, I don't remember how far in advance. I would say maybe maybe a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember going to the funeral home with my mom and same thing as you. We did use the same funeral home that's kind of like been in the family. Yep. Um and so we, I do remember going there, which was a very weird and like awkward experience just because you never really like picture yourself having to have these conversations and then having right. to like out like those little like memorial cards and discussing like obituaries. And then my dad also wanted to be cremated. So having to like walk around and like, what kind of like urn you want for him and like all these kind like just surreal like decisions and conversations that you have to have is just very hard I don't know how my mom was able to <laughs> like handle everything so well I think that she was very like posed in the situation right because she's not really the type to be so well put together in a situation like that yeah and um I, I it just it was a tough day, um, but uh, this might sound a little weird to others who don't, who might not know what I do for a living. Um, but because I am very, let's just say I'm very protective of the people that I love, and so mm-hmm. I, I was unfamiliar with this funeral home personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to make sure that they lived up to my standards for a funeral home. Right. Um, So I did kind of like spitfire a lot of questions to them and making sure that, you know, they would handle him properly. Um, And I did actually like all of their answers. Um, It was a very good funeral home at the end of the day. Oh, good. Um, I actually even demanded them to take me into their freezer. um, So that way I can kind of see like their (laughs) setup. Okay. I know it sounds crazy. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) No, it's just I know the work you do, so it makes sense, but goodness gracious. But I just, I had to make sure that the conditions of the funeral home were clean and... Do people, like, rot away? What do you mean? Oh, well, you you (laughs) ask, like, if the conditions are not good, exactly what happens? I just question because they're already, like, dead so no no not the remains i mean the funeral home itself like the freezer itself like is it well 
well cleaned and like kept up like do they stack people People, gotcha okay you know (laughs) just just like the layout and stuff and just seeing like like, is the temperature just right you know do i see any frost (laughs) freezing up on these walls in here because we not gonna be doing no freezer burn up in the does that happen no freezer burn it doesn't get that cold okay just curious um but they they were a little (laughs) reluctant to to show it to me because they did actually have somebody else in there at the time um but i told them you know kind of like what i did and stuff and they were a little more comfortable with it um oh okay (laughs) obviously like hiding (laughs) who they were whatever um but yeah so i i took it a little to the extreme just because i had to make sure that he was going to a good place um of course um so yeah that was that was that planning experience um not something again not something easy at all but my just kind of like protective mode kicked in and i was like yeah. okay i just need to do like x y and z and then like i'll all feel comfortable about the situation so we I did actually you. have all of that set up prior um so when the time came all we had to do was give them a call um no matter what time of day it was you give them mm-hmm. a call and then they would come and they would make the removal um so we did that and again me being me um when (laughs) when it was time and and when they did come um i pretty much walked with them um i watched them like load him and everything load him and everything i watched them take him through the hospital (laughs) i watched them go i feel like i didn't do enough now (laughs) and i hope my mom forgives me god dog (laughs) put him in the car because I had to make sure that they weren't going to, like, drop him or, you know, things can, can Oh, happen. my gosh. I feel like I'm less than of a daughter in this moment. No, no, no. Not they were all. like, we have business to handle. And I'm like, all right, well, let me step out the room. And then it was just like I packed up my stuff and left her with the help. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, gosh, what does <laughs> no, she think of fine. me? <laughs> Who am I? My mother didn't raise me to be like this. <laughs> no, this is not to make anybody feel a type of way. I'm just no. Like, you're extra. speaking your experience. You're speaking your experience. No, I get it. I'm just I. You know me. I always got to put my jokey jokes in there. But no, like real shit though. I'm really over here <laughs> reflecting. Like, damn. Okay, so I was a part of like picking out the memorial cards and you know stuff like that. But I didn't check the freezer. I didn't escort her out. Was I supposed to do that and no one told me? Well, and I'm actually Or is surprised. Cassie just overachieving? Yeah, no, I think I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm a little surprised, actually, that they let me be that involved. Um, you know, like, because that's their, their job, you know? This bitch you over never... here, hospital staff. She got, the, <laughs> she got the scrums on and everything. I'm fucking going. I don't care. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so I can just say, you know, thank you to the funeral home that handled my father because they did a superb job. (laughs) I had no complaints. Clearly, you were there for every step. (laughs) (laughs) Popping up the back door. What you doing? Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, no, I feel you, though, on um, making sure, like, for my mom, making sure she looked right prior to her service 
mm-hmm. because it was an open casket service. So that too, having to pick out the clothes. I don't think I picked out her outfit. I'm pretty sure my aunt did. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my mom did most of the decision making. Um, actually, she did all of the decision making when it came to that because you know, <laughs> yeah, who, right. Who knows him better? <laughs> right. Right. Um, but I do remember. I want to say that we put like a golf ball in his pocket or something. Oh, that's so sweet. We did like something like not weird, but like something that like we knew that like he unique. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he... Which I guess I'm pretty sure we we well even if we didn't tell the funeral home they would have found out because you know you they, want to be careful right. about things that you do because when they get cremated you know there's certain things that can't go into the crematory so just be oh. mindful. It's good to know. Well, since we mentioned unique, I'm just going to talk about my mom's funeral service real quick because, yes, I'm going to sound crazy saying this, but it was my favorite funeral ever that I've gone to. And not because she's my mom, but because of the tone of the funeral. So it was. Yeah, it was a good one. I made sure. Well, (laughs) see, it's like it's like (laughs) weird to say, but not weird to say. So in the obituary, uh. I made sure for my aunt to add that all attire of the Oakland Raiders NFL, for those of you who don't know who the Oakland Raiders are, they're my mom's most favorite football team. And I made sure that those who attended knew from the obituary that they were able to wear any type of Oakland Raiders attire in honor of my mom. Yeah. So, mind you, I've never been to a funeral like that before, where no, it's neither. not casual. It's like <laughs> right, it's like a party. It's a celebration of life, essentially, right? Yeah. So, it was dope, because I had, my mom had a Raiders jersey, so I wore her jersey with this cute little pencil skirt, so I was all cute, rapping for my mama. <laughs> my cousins, like, my cousin had, because my mom had a whole bunch of hats, so rocking her hat, t-shirts, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, AJ, he's a Raiders fan, so my mom always loved him for that. So he was up in there rapping. My neighbor from upstairs when we did live in New London, mm-hmm. she had she was a Raiders fan, so she came in her stuff. Like, yo, it was <laughs> so it was I don't it made me Everybody so happy and warm. Together. Yeah. Yes, for my mom. So mm-hmm. you know, it you know, it was all obviously awkward standing in the front and being greeted by everyone and all like my condolences and yeah. it was pretty cool because people were like your mom talked about you and chewy all the time <laughs> and i'm like i remember back in the day like meeting my mom's co-workers and be like oh your mom talks about you all the time then i get a dog and it's your mom talks about you and the dog all the time and i'm like the hell how'd the dog make it like i knew she loved him mm-hmm. so you know we went through that that formal um formal fashion so you know obviously you're sitting in the front and we had a slideshow going and that was a hard part for the funeral actually um meeting at the funeral home and with the arrangements part is finding a bunch of pictures and i'm like i feel like i can't find enough pictures and my aunt she was lord geez she should have been a photographer because she used to take all the pictures and i know she's gonna hear this and yes she's gonna be (laughs) proud because she took all the pictures all the time so you know she had a nice stash of pictures at her house too so it was a good slideshow 
um, between family, even like EB, where she had worked, pictures, you know, just stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, my family, we're just chilling. You know, my family came up from down south, you know, my mom's brothers. So um, everyone who was supposed to be here was there. Um, We even had like my cousin's baby dad come out from New York and we didn't even know he was coming because, you know, they're not in a relationship. So we didn't think. And it was just like the support of just people you see coming from wherever to be there Mm -hmm. was just, it felt good, you know, for my mom. So anywho, we're sitting in the front, we're watching the slideshow and there's this one picture of my mom and one of my uncles that uh, comes up. And this is when my mom finally went down to North Carolina uh, to visit family. So, you know, Mm -hmm. she's all happy because my mom, you know, like I said before, she's never really gone on trips. So she finally did her own thing they cheese in and they're like the most similar in the family in the sense of being short and wearing glasses. So like, <laughs> that's sort of like their most common features, I guess that they have. So, cause they're the two shortest. So they're just standing in the picture, just cheesing and Michael's missing a tooth Oh, in the picture. <laughs> cheese. And we all cheese hard as hell in my family. We be cheesing. Like you see my damn wisdom teeth when I be smiling. So it's same for the rest of the family. Yeah. So they're just cheesing. And mind you, it's on this this decent sized TV. So that's true too, yeah. It was one pretty- of my uncles, he's like, Oh, look at Mike. He's missing a tooth. Like he just yells it in the church. And then all of us just turn our heads and look. And we fell out laughing. We are at a funeral. And the first two rows of my family is dying laughing. I know probably a terrible word to use of dying laughing, but we were tearing it up. Everybody was busting a gut in there, right? So someone goes, where's Mike at? Now we're looking for my uncle that's, you know, in this picture on the slideshow. (laughs) And the picture doesn't stay up for super long, but it's there long enough for for all of us to put this together. Next thing you know, Uncle Mike gonna pull up right next to the picture. He came from the bathroom standing next to himself with the missing tooth and just Perfect looking it, it couldn't have been any better and he's just looking at all of us like what and we laughed even harder it was just i've never been to a funeral service where people are laughing but hey that's exactly how your mom would have wanted it though exactly that was exactly. why it was my most favorite funeral because yeah. it was in the tone of my mom being there and not us uh, celebrating yeah. her life but her literally being with us in that moment. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. It was, it was crazy. And then of course, after that, it turned into sobs and tears and all the boo-hoos course, yeah. and sad stuff. And, you know, but yeah. Didn't I, you, you actually spoke too, didn't you? If I remember I did. correctly. I did speak. Yeah. Kudos to you. Cause girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I prepped a whole speech and I, because I couldn't, let my mom go out with me giving my words, you know, I couldn't, it just, I like her passing changed me a lot because I had a, I had to stand up and do a presentation in Spanish class in college and almost passed out in front of the class. (laughs) So her passing brought out a new level of me that I didn't even know that I had a new level of strength, you know, Ooh, child, because that Spanish class, I was like, I never spoke Spanish so fast to ask my teacher if I could go to the bathroom because I literally passed, almost passed out in front of the entire class. So. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure that, well, I'm not sure, but I know that this, uh, this funeral was a lot bigger than just your little classroom. So. It, girl, you ain't lying. You ain't lying. 
But yeah, so that was um that was our untraditional service from my mom and I look back and I've never cha- I would never change it. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. I definitely hear you on that one. Um something that not- that nobody ever wants to do. Um, Correct. But, you know, when you look back at it, it, it is a good feeling to be able to, like, be okay with the way that it happened, I guess mm-hmm. you can say. How'd you celebrate your dad? Um, for us, we we did similar in regards to a non-traditional funeral. Can I just um, say, I ask you, sorry, I, I asked you how you celebrate your dad, like, I wasn't there. But I oh. should say, tell the viewers, the listeners, <laughs> how you celebrated your dad. Um, so... We didn't do it in a, um, in a church or mm-hmm. in a funeral home. Um, that's just not something that me and my mom wanted to do because I don't think either one of us would have went if <laughs> it wasn't either one of those. Um, so kudos to my mom for being quick thinking. And we actually were able to book a spot at this golf course that my dad had played at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were able to thankfully host our i wouldn't even call it a funeral for us it was definitely a celebration of life because it wasn't in that like traditional setting at all the way to Um, do it yeah and he i'm trying to remember he he was already cremated at that point so he he was there Mm -hmm. um we didn't have like uh, i mean obviously we weren't in a a traditional place so we wouldn't just have like an open casket (laughs) or something like that (laughs) right bring them in guys right um not and let me think i don't it was all really just like a blur um we did have like food catered and, and things like that um i certainly did not speak there i probably didn't really say much of anything <laughs> no it was just really chill and casual like it was just low-key vibes you know nothing too crazy yeah um, but I would say the thing that probably stuck out, well, there's two things I would say that really stuck out the most to me, which would be, um, I had a few of my, um, really good friends travel a very long way, like hours, yeah, you did. um, to come and be there for me. And it was the most touching and like biggest shock, even to this day, like I'm still like, they really like traveled like that far to come be there for me in that moment and that was just so like it was just so it was a very special moment um and I'm sure you remember that I completely lost it yes (laughs) when I saw them show up just because I was like what are you doing here (laughs) like it's so easy to surprise you I love it it's just I was not not one of those friends by the way I was not one of those friends that came from the ways just saying no because you're in the area (laughs) right actually they're right around the corner from there now just the irony of it yeah Yeah, true um so that you were so excited yeah i was um it was definitely a memorable moment for me um and then similar to how you were saying just the overwhelming feeling of knowing how many people loved your loved one Mm. was just it was it was, it was just so mind-blowing and overwhelming to me. Like, I don't remember. We had, like, over... It was definitely over 100 people that ended up showing up. It was um, a good amount, yeah. Not Obviously, nobody's, you know, not 
not everybody stayed for like the entire time. So it was a lot of people kind of like coming in and, and out kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was overall the amount of people and people that like I've never like met before and just, you know, friend- it, even a lot of friendships were were kind of like created that day too. Um, and it was just, I, I can't think of a better word other than overwhelming, just knowing how many people loved my dad, you know? Yes. Um, it was just it was a good feeling and at the end of the day it was definitely you know good vibes and I wouldn't change it either I really love the fact that we didn't do anything traditional because like I said I I don't think I would have handled that very well so it was a nice kind of like distraction to the reality of the situation very true very very true um I mean we did have like a a pastor come and say a few words um Mm -hmm. but other than that everything was just kind of you know like music we had uh, records playing some of my dad's like favorite records we had the slideshow i remember the slideshow yeah um and it was just it was a nice it was a nice evening um yeah (laughs) an evening to honor your dad in the way he deserved to be honored yes definitely um oh so what what advice do you have for our listeners before we wrap up this episode the advice that i would have is one i guess you know everybody's situation is different so if if you're in a situation kind of like us where we knew it was coming Mm -hmm. um as hard as i know it is definitely make those arrangements before it happens so that way you don't have to think about all those small little details and you can just make that phone call and have them come and pick up your loved one at that moment. You don't want to have to deal with, you know, picking all these things out and, you know, having discussions about prices and, you know, all that. So I would definitely say if you know it's coming, you know, prepare for it. Um, even if you don't want to, because nobody wants to, but it is at the end of the day, to me, a better decision to make. Um, yes. So that, and then how you were saying, you know, you had all these other things to worry about, you know, like moving and, and things like that. And just know that it does vary depending on, you know, what state you might be in or where you might be living. Um, but there are a lot of resources out there for burial so assistance. So don't be afraid to look out to those resources to help you because not everybody's going to have thousands of dollars to drop on arrangements. Um, and yes, cremations might be cheaper than actual like burials and things like that. But it's still pricey. But yeah. Um, and there are you know plenty of, of resources out there. So just make sure that you guys search for those things. And you know, depending on where you're living... Um, you can certainly find them. And what, what we will do is that we will go ahead and we will provide you guys with some resources for those of you who are in Connecticut, um, because, you know, we're a little more aware of those. Um, so we can, you know, we can certainly provide you with that. Yes. Even think about your job too. Um, it was an opportunity right in front of me that I didn't take advantage of, um, obviously because I was blinded by so much going on, but be aware of the resources that your job has for you too, because my job has a fund where if you're in a hardship, you can apply for a grant and it's not something you have to pay back. It's something that it's a, 
it's a fund where the money solely comes from associates donating out of their paychecks. So, um, you know, you can get a grant or you can get a matching grant where, um, you know, they, the fund will match whatever the store raises for you. Um, and then in more serious situations, they will, you know, kind of send you a check. Um, but you know, there's an application and stuff like that, but definitely see what your employer has if you are employed and are going through a situation like this, because, uh, there could be more at hand than you realize. Yes, definitely. Um, so do your research, look out there. There's plenty of resources available to you, especially, you know, it's hard times right now. So just be aware of the things that you have in front of you. Um, and if you guys have any questions about how to, you know, make arrangements or, you know, resources or or anything, you know, don't hesitate to reach out to us as well, because we will try to help you with what we know or, you know, help try to guide you in like a certain place. So don't hesitate to reach out. Absolutely. Thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode with us. We definitely appreciate your support. And once again, we're here to give support as well. So supports the two way street. We all build together. We all develop together. We'll grieve together. We'll grow together. We'll have everything together as long as we stick together. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So thank you guys. And we will talk to you in our next episode. Take care. Bye.